How is racism defeated? I couldn't believe how much we are struggling and how much we are falling into the same patterns and struggling with the same mm -hmm. issues than generations before us. My name is Johan. I really believe in, in what we are doing and that psychology can do more. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sky. My name is Sky. I'm Sikeled in Sokota, but I go by Sky. At home, they used to refer to me as the social worker. Oh, yeah. Because I've always been about um, people orientated, um, everything about, you know, let's understand yeah. each other. Let's um, come to a common understanding. Joining me and Johan is Hope. My name is Hope. I primarily identify with my name because I feel like it's the first prophecy of my life that I am the gift of hope to the world and this materializes in many ways, including um, psychology. Um, and another way is through the NGO that I have, which is for women. It's called Contagious Classy Divas Network. And another way is now through Shades of Humanity. The podcast will be about, I asked the question, how is racism defeated? Because mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how much we are struggling and how much we are falling into the same patterns and struggling with the same mm -hmm. issues than generations before us. So mm -hmm. as a student of psychology, um, my question became, what has, what has psychology done to fight or reduce racism? And that will be what we'll be exploring in the podcast. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Action. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. I thought you were that. No, I, <laughs> I was. I, I was just uh, Sky gave such a convincing. Mm. I was like, yeah, she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, basically, I agree because that's exactly what 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 we spoke about. Yes. <laughs> okay, I I I don't I don't want to use the word um, founder because we're still busy founding it, um, yeah. founding the project and the podcast. But I I want to say I was the mother that birthed the idea, and Sky and Hope, you are my co <laughs> mothers. Okay. Okay, the founding mothers. Yeah. yeah. The founding mothers. Yes. Mm. Okay, so just to give a, a, a brief intro, my name is Johan. Hope wants me to give a brief bio. So I've always mm. been I've always been Wh interested why in why are you saying me? Why are you putting me in? Just speak, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I've always been interested in psychology since school days. Uh, because I really believe that psychology is intertwined in everything we do, all our reactions, or all our impressions, beliefs, and thoughts. So I've studied psychology after school while playing rugby. And then when my rugby career stopped, um, I pursued it full-time, applied for master's, got in on my fourth attempt, and then in 2018 at uh, Northwest university that's where i met sky and hope so oh one more thing i want to add to that is i really got respect for the field of psychology in our master's years mm -hmm. 2018 mm -hmm. you know when we worked practicals when we went on the pillow paper train um and mm -hmm. also working internship year at a psychiatric hospital in pretoria um, just to see how the principles work how people can grow in a healing relationship and 
come to accept more, more parts of an experience and become aware of more parts of an experience. That was really, it was eye-opening to me. And that's why I really believe in, in what we are doing and that psychology can do more. Mm. Okay, and then I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sky. My name is Sky. I'm Sikelele, but I go by Sky. So um, I've always, actually, I've, uh, unlike um, Johan, I've not always um, been interested in psychology, or so I thought, because um, I was, I've always loved people, and I've always been fascinated by people. So to me, it was more um, about um, finding out what people want, what people are about, because I, mm. I, I don't know, I think I was um, those kind of children who were deep children, because I, no. I just always I was fascinated that uh, human beings do this, human beings change from this to this. Um, and constantly, you know, the change just baffled me. So um, psychology, I actually found out that this is psychology um, when I was in varsity already. Whoa. So um, to me, it was, um, it, was uh, it, it just made sense to go into psychology because I've always been interested in anything around, surrounding people, their needs. And I think mostly it was more about meaning making. So um, I've just always loved that. And um, I've enjoyed it. I've loved it. And I've found that actually I've been a psychologist all my life because um, most people, um, most people who know me actually know me. They used to call it social worker. Actually, I was at home. They used to refer to me as the social worker oh, yeah. because I've always been, <laughs> I've always been about um, people orientated. Um, everything about you know, let's understand yeah. each other. Let's um, come to a common understanding. So, um, to me, I think psychology just came naturally. Uh, but basically, um, that's 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 who I am. I am I am my father's daughter. <laughs> Joining me and Johan is Hope. So my name is Hope. Um, I primarily identify with my name because I feel like it's the first prophecy of my life that I am the gift of hope to the world, and this materializes in many ways, including. Um, psychology. So yes. I think like Guy, I have been a person who has always, to a certain degree, been, you know, a psychologist, the one that advised friends, the one that was always there for friends, the deep kind of child as well, you know, who was mm -hmm. literally the, co the, the, the communicator, the conversation starter, the healer type of person, the voice, the safe space creator. I think my interest in the field of psychology is because I've always wanted to facilitate the process of people um, moving from the high, the lowest version of themselves to the highest version of, of themselves, for mm. people to heal from their traumas and to be better people. And that is basically what the prophecy of my name is, to bring, to be the gift of hope to the world in, in, in those different ways. Um, and another way is through mm. the NPO that I have, which is for women. It's called Contagious Classy Divas Network. And another way is now through Shades of Humanity. That is literally bringing hope to people. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're living yeah. your name. Yes, basically. Okay? <laughs> basically. basically. <laughs> Who's on the announcements? Okay. Um, 
Johan, what, what announcements do we have for today? Because we don't have anything here. We just have the name. Okay, let, let me just... Don't we have that? We're coming up and uh, that um, Shades of Hope is just going to put shade on racism. <laughs> shades of Hope, huh? Shades of yeah. Hope now. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's shades perfect. of humanity. It can be my name. Okay, okay. okay yeah, let me do that. Okay. That was a brilliant... And the, the shades of Humanity is going to put shade on racism. Okay, let me do that then. So we would like you guys to please like, um, subscribe, and share our podcast. Um, the name is Shades of Humanity. Um, and then we will, in other podcasts, give information about our social media handles. And we would really like to engage with you guys to find out what suggestions you have in terms of what are the things that you'd like for us to address and if you maybe have some people in mind that um, you'd like us to interview but please don't say Beyonce because for example that's kind of unreachable um, the the podcast is really on shining a light on racism and inclusion diversity and having a conversation about reconciliation okay thank you for that so it's been on my heart for a while, um, or it's been an interest of mine. Um, and I, I listened to a, a conference. It was a, a national virtual conference about the psychology of racism. And um, it was all the major psychologists in South Africa that have a research interest in racism. And I must say, I was, I was quite disappointed actually by what psychology has achieved for working on racism. Um, I mean, not that the work was not important, the work that has been done, absolutely. You know, um, mm. showing where racism exists and how it happens and how it changed over the, year, over the years. But I was disappointed by what are we actually doing? What, what is psychology doing to, to improve the situation and to bring about the opposite of racism. Um, so I really believe there's a lot more that, that psychology can do. And then with recent events like the Black Lives Matter movement, um, yeah. and also challenges in South Africa after lockdown, it's like it, it sparked racial issues that we have been dealing with and being successfully dealing with to a large extent but it's like it sparked racism again and we've reverted back in many ways um, to battles that we have mm. been fighting. Um, mm. you know, like, like the conflict or the tensions in, in Senegal with, with, with that court case. So that made me realize how relevant it is that we do more and do it now, that we cannot um, mm. sit on a sideline and wait. Um, and especially because what we are doing now um, as a field of psychology, as, as people working psychology and just as people in general, that will really determine the direction that we go in for our children, you know, for the next generation, yeah. for their children. Will they still be um, where we are now uh, or we can, we can make some progress to leave them in a much better situation? Um, but I feel like if we neglect our if we neglect what we can do now, you know, it really can put them, it can steer them in a direction towards more conflict and more hate. Um, mm. Whereas, mm. You know, I really, 
believe that we can steer in the direction of more acceptance and love and, and understanding, you know. Um, yeah, so what I think what really um, captured me or what shook me was when I read up a bit about other examples of racism in history um, was about, you know, how it's been part of human history, but also the extreme examples, it really scared me about where can it head if it's not addressed or if it's not beaten. Extreme examples like like the Jews in, in the Second World War or like, uh, you know, one example was so close to us or it was in 1994 in, in Rwanda, that conflict between um, Hutus and Tutsis where it, it was almost a million people, um, you know, that, that were killed. And oh, to see that images are really, I do not want something like that to happen for my children or in our, in our country. So I think that's, yeah. that's what made it so much more relevant to me that I couldn't just, uh, what's the word, procrastinate about it anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And just one thing about that, you know, it was people who were actually busy with peace, um, peace talks, you know, in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. And it took one conflict of one rebel group who, who killed one politician and, and that sparked such a fight, such a conflict um, that, that led mm. to, to so many people being killed. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I started with a vision and then Sky um, put it into better, to better words, but, but my vision for this, this project is, um, you know, we will speak to many people and we will gain an understanding about racism and how to, to beat it. And what, what my picture is um, that we will see on social media, people being more acceptant, more open, more integrated in, in accepting that, yes, mm. someone can have good and bad qualities. Um, um, yeah. And, you know, speaking with acceptance and, and with more love and part of that, you know, I know it's very vague. That's why Sky made it more practical. Um, part of that um, vision more related to this project is that what we do, the people interview, um, the strategies we later implement and document, um, I really see that spreading so much and not just spreading for people to view it, but people also taking up the the concepts the challenges and and doing that with people in their own lives you know that this already spread in many directions um and yeah. people will, will mm -hmm. do the the challenges that we give sky do you have that that vision that you put it into more concrete and better words so our vision is to create a safe setting and environment where various cultural hurt and anger can be expressed thereby creating alternative narratives of compassion and understanding between the different races. So in the end, neutralizing misunderstandings, hatred, and even racism through sharing strengths that define and make us all human. Excellent. Basically, I think um, when, when Johan was talking about the background, I, I remember when he called about um, the, I think um, one of the questions he asked me was, um, what do I think of racism? And I remember I obviously wanted to laugh because I wanted to say, 
dude, your ancestors really managed to put us black people at the bottom of the bottom. Mm. And um, when I went to visit him, um, he told me about how he had had these um, troubling thoughts, yeah. you know, about what psychology can do and what we actually as basic humans can do to change. Um, and, and, and the emphasis, I think, um, what, what touched me about it was um, the emphasis on, on our future, on our children's mm. future, you know, mm. um, possibly even our generations, like generations to come. And that made me actually think that, you know, um, why, why shouldn't I? Because I've always ran away from anything racial. Yeah. I think it came mostly from the fact that I, I, I went to white, so-called white schools mm. and then later to so-called um, um, uh, white universities. Yeah. And I've always been scared to be associated um, because the thing is that the minute you talk about race, they're thinking political, yeah. you know? And then you, you don't want to be looking like you're somebody here for politics. You you want to get in and out. And um, yeah, you know, and, uh, and, and, and it's scary um, because then, um, like, uh, I remember there was feedback I got um, from one of the universities I attended. Mm. I got in Afrikaans. And I asked um, one of my friends um, to, 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 to translate it for me because I, I obviously um, don't, couldn't speak Afrikaans. Mm. So I asked her to um, please, please just um, translate what, this, what, what, what the person was saying. And she asked me, she was like, um, how, how dare you accept this? Mm. You know, how, mm. how, how about you answer in Kosa? And then I was like, no. <laughs> You know, I wanted to shy away because I was, I was, I was scared. I don't wanna, you know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna come out. You don't wanna, no. you don't wanna, yeah. Because the fear of fighting, I think, is the most, in most part, what what made me keep quiet. So I think with this, then you know, the thought about the future of our children that it doesn't just end here. Mm. You know, there's there's so much more people who are affected. Imagine me at that level that I was still scared to um voice out. What about a first year student, you know, yeah. what, what chances do they have if I, you know, cause I went to varsity quite, I was mature when I went to varsity. Mm. So imagine a 17 year old and 18 year old, you know, experience, experiencing such things, you know, and if I don't fight, then who will, you know? So for me, that was, that was motivation enough because I've always been mindful. I've, I've always known, you know, yeah. that there's such things, you know, obviously having been born in the 80s, you know, there was um, obviously racism was coming to an end, but, you know, I've seen mm. it, you know, I've, I've, mm. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I know what it is about. It has affected me. It has affected the people close to me. Mm. So yeah. um, the fight then, yeah, had to be my fight. Oh. Wow. That's, you know, it's, yeah. it sticks with me now when you say you got the feedback in Afrikaans. And I almost felt, I felt when your friend said, why don't you respond in, in Corsa? I felt proudful. I was like, yeah, you do that. But then as you spoke, I, I just realized about <laughs> there was no way you could. I mean, it, it sounds in as a concept, mm. it, it sounds, mm. you know, very inspirational, but it was you alone or in an institution, you know, you mm. and, and you were mm. already full of fear based on a lot of experiences before that. It, I mean, it's, it's not appropriate in, mm. the, in this context to, to fight it then and yeah. there. Mm. Mm. That's very mm. interesting. Um, what you said, Sky, because 
for me, it's a slightly different um, situation whereby I feel like I was raised very sheltered away from racism. So yes, I was in the, you know, the white schools, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But I think in my, in how I was raised, I was very sheltered, you know. And I, a, a part of it I understand because a part of it was kind of to protect, you know. I think as a parent raising a child, you don't want to fill in, you want them to have the reality, but you don't want to fill them in with, okay, this is how you're going to be treated because you are a black person. Mm. And then that mm. child has to go to school and be with other people who are a different race. You kind of almost don't want to create a level of hate because it could get to that, like, okay, so this is how I'm being treated. I'm going to not like or hate the other race. So I grew mm. up very, very naive, you know, mm. like mm. racism racism does not exist no you know and mm. like people are the ones who will say you know racism exists and stuff and I actually remember a day where Sky you and I were um in a in a in a pharmacy and I can't remember mm. exactly what happened mm. but mm. there was a lady who so so <laughs> Johan there was a lady I can't remember exactly what happened Sky I don't know if you remember but I think I remember. A, lady, a lady was called a white lady was called and you were in front of the lady something like that Right. Mm. and mm. Sky and, and then because Sky had and at that point I didn't have this is you in our M1 and at that point I didn't yet have this awareness of, of racism and systematic racism and Sky said to me um, Sky just like kind of flipped out and was like this you know assigning this the fact that this happened because of the color of my skin which was different mm. and I was like no it's not they just didn't see you you know because at that point like I said I wasn't aware of it Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and which which comes from the, the 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 how I was brought up, you know, kind of being naive about it. But as I started to study, and I think most of it happened last year in my intern year, where I started being very aware because I had gone through experience a lot of I had gone through a lot of experiences where you know in the beginning I didn't understand why, but I realized that I was actually I was being excluded because of the color because of the color of my skin and because of the language that I spoke or didn't mm. because I was mm. almost and it, it's quite similar to what you said about the feedback you know I was mm. almost expected to always remind the people I was working with that hey I don't understand that but when my mm. very existence or my very presence they should mm. remind you mm. so and so that whole thing of not wanting to always bring it up I can really relate with and I, I, I definitely understand it because you don't always want to be the one that brings things up but they do mm. affect you you know mm. so just, they do it's just catch 22 situation where you're like okay I don't want to be a nuisance but especially in context where you are often the only black person you are gonna mm. you're either gonna be the nuisance because you're the only one who has experience and who can experience what's going on and who's aware of it you know mm. or you're just gonna keep quiet you know so it's I think that's when I started being away and doing a lot of research on, you know, on, 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 on systematic racism and kind of being very shocked. So I think my awareness of racism really started last year, you know, and being very mm. shocked, like what, this is what happens, you know, and being mm. grateful on one, being grateful on one hand that I was, I, I was raised very sheltered from it, but on the other hand, kind of being like, why, why did you, did I have to be sheltered that much? Cause now the shock mm. reality is only kicking in now in my 20s. Like, mm. You know, what the hell? So, mm. yeah, yeah, I definitely can understand that. Mm. Mm. It's, 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 it's so, it's so, 
sorry. It's 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 so it's so ironic that um you would bring uh, up that story because I I think I even forgot about it, you know. Mm. But it just it just goes to show that you know like even uh, for starters, it could have been that they didn't see me. Mm. you know it's mm. it's it's possible you know but but I think I remember specifically when we walked into the chemist um there were other um white-skinned people there mm. and we were followed around Mm-mm. you know oh, um, yes, the yes. minute we walked in yes yeah. the minute we walked in they followed us around you know I had a good mind to steal something eh? just for the but you know like the thing is that when you walked in yes yeah so it was you know like it it it, it feels it it almost feels like you expected to do something wrong you know and which is on itself and a temptation because you know like people don't expect any better from you you know um you you might as well you know like why not just take take nail polish please you know so but um you know the 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 thing is that it's 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 they it it's it remains you that you you notice even the little things you know Mm -hmm. um in one Mm -hmm. store they 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 told um they told us uh we were in in it was in the eastern cape so obviously the they they speak is closer you know so we were inside the shop and there were other um white um buyers in the store and they amongst us and then they say in Kosa that it's time to lock up they want to leave you know with attitude and then I I, I, I got up and I was like why, why isn't this being said in English so that everybody mm-hmm. inside the store can understand what is being said why is it specifically to you know because if you're saying it in Kosa it means it's specifically to black mm-hmm. people you know so I'm um, oh. coming to 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 what you're saying you know in, in, in places, like in settings, like a classroom, when um, a certain language is used, like Afrikaans, you know, if you're going to use Afrikaans to say certain things, it means that you're only addressing the Afrikaans speaking, yeah. you know, yeah. it doesn't apply to everybody else, you know, so whatever information mm-hmm. that you're giving out, you know, is only relevant for the white people or for the benefit of the white people, yeah. you know. So it 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 it's it, 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 it things like that that like um I think that to me when um Johan um spoke about uh the podcast and you know what what psychology can do you mm-hmm. know I was like yeah man you know something needs to be done yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think mm-hmm. for me for me like I said it's really because I've come into this you know this huge world of racism and understanding it you know as annoying mm. as it is but it's also very intriguing to understand and be aware mm. of the spe- spectrum of it because mm. it is on a spectrum it's not just your big things like killings and stuff but it's also mm. with the very with very subtle little things if you know someone of a different race gets into uh, an elevator oh. kind of clings to their bags that is mm. racism mm. you know what i mean mm. So, yeah, so it's it's on a spectrum and a lot of it that I've been learning of is systematic racism. And that's why I was like, I'm definitely, I definitely want to be on board, you know, um, and see what, what we can do. Mm. Mm. So I, I just want to um, step out a bit and take a bit more of a, a process view or a further perspective, because, you know, I think there's so many examples of racism. Right. Once once we start, that can be a podcast on its own and we won't get nearly close to exhausting it. Um, but I'm, I'm okay. catching myself uh. thinking now that, 
you know, we can focus on beating racism or defeating it um, and maybe reduce it to an extent, but mm. we'll never get it to zero, even if racism, I know you can't quantify it, but even if it's like yeah. on 80% now, we may be able to get it down to 70%, yeah, yeah. 50%. <laughs> Um, but, you know, and, and we should, and that's a fight in itself. But mm. an, another thing that I think is a focus we are neglecting, especially from psychology side, is what is on the opposite side of racism? What, what's the positive psychology side? What are the strengths? And how can we build that? Because I do believe it, it does exist, mm. and it does exist mm. to a large extent. Um, but we do neglect it, neglect it in our conversations. And we know, we've, we've, we've learned about positive psychology that when you work on those strengths it does affect you as a whole person it does affect um the whole experience i don't know what what, what do you guys yeah. think about that because i know mm. I'm, I'm also steering away from sensitive topics now but i do think it's also relevant and mm. i think i think oh okay go home okay i think mm. just the concept of reconciliation however that looks like you know for me on the other side is number one reconciliation mm. number two um the the opportunity for every race whatever it is for us to because every even as a black person there are stereotypes that i have about you know white people indian people hispanic people whatever it is so i think number mm. one reconciliation in however form it takes but also the ability for us to put down our defenses, to put down our, our prejudices. The word prejudice literally means prejudge, you know, and we all have those that stem from generations, you know, what your grand, great, great, great grandmom taught your great grandmom who taught your great grandmom who taught your mom, you know. So those, mm. those are long, you know, um, long generational things. But to put those down. Mm. And instead of instead of being, you know, prejudiced to open up conversation, you know, to be able to sit with a person who does not look like you and to have a conversation, you know, to be able to be open to that. And when we are being corrected, when a different race is correcting you about maybe an assumption or prejudice that you had about them, to be able to not be offended, but be, be open to learning. And to mm. an ear because we, we think we know things. I mean, you know, we think we know stuff about different races, but like I said, those mm. are just prejudgments, and it doesn't mean mm. also that every person of every race is that way, you know. So mm. I think, yeah, to have open and honest conversations that you know might get messy, but to have those gracefully, and for me, that's on the other side, that's the opposite of, yeah. um, of racism, which is, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I, I totally, totally agree with um, what Hope is saying, you know? Uh, and I think uh, it, it, it kind of, um, for, for, for me, actually, Johan, I think what you demonstrated, you know, um, during our, um, our master's year was basically uh, wh wh what you're asking now, you know, how, what is the opposite of racism, mm. you know? Mm. Because um, to you, it didn't feel... To, I don't know how hope you felt, but to me, it didn't feel like I'm sitting next to a white guy. Your, your you know, it was, is a it black was, guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I get so, you. you know, like even do you understand that if we can get to that point, because you know, if 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 we can get to a point where um Johan is a guy, 
You know, yeah. he's not he's not a black guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a, he's not a white or a black guy. You know, just a human. Yeah, he's he's a he's a guy. You know, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's he's human. You know. In the next episode, we talk about what will you actually be doing in the project, especially the podcast part of the project, and why is it important, or why is it so necessary? We should expect, you know, like those those kind of spaces, you know, where um people can talk about these things that you know that uh, are so taboo, you know, like in some spaces we're not even allowed to talk about.